Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take. This is episode 223. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Holy smokes. Is this the greatest trade deadline we've ever seen in our lifetime? I think it's got to be. It's got to be up there at the top. This is, this is insane. I I have never experienced. I mean, it's it's literally every 90 seconds. I was refreshing my phone so much yesterday and was in this like phone holding posture so much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got like a mild case of tennis elbow. That's fair. It's understandable. I realized at the end of the day that my arm was kind of just wanting to stay in this position and just didn't feel good because I just yeah. kept hitting the refresh. I mean, yeah. as you, as you said, as you said, it was like every 90 seconds I've cranked out more graphics in the last uh, 30, 24, 36 hours than I think, I think we have in a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's um, silly. I like it. I kind of like it. I love like the it. The whole, the entire league is being shifted everything's being shifted okay so on that note just want to make it clear we are it is about 3 30 on the east coast so about 30 minutes out from the deadline ending yeah we are about half an hour out and frankly i don't know if you have i surely haven't really had a even a chance to breathe yet to catch my breath on what these moves or how they're affecting the league because i've just been trying to crank out these graphics but goodness yeah so bear with us honestly just because we may not have all of the names that are being returned in certain deals we don't have contract details locked down for the most part so it is what it is we just we figured it'd be fun hop in and in the last hour and see what trades finish up and what trades trickle in after the deadlines there's always a few so that's what we want to that's what we want to be here for this is raw you're getting raw reaction. Yeah, not to mention it's a Friday afternoon and we got to get you an episode because we owe you the second episode of the week. So we figured what yep. better way to do it than just chat the last half hour or so of the trade deadline. And then, yeah, like, like I said on the IG story today, there we've seen trades that have trickled into the few minutes following the deadline because it, it takes a, a, a minute for the information to get processed through to the reporters. Yep. So it's very likely we could see a... 405, 410 deal come through. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. With that said, before we before we start breaking down these deals, get a chance to breathe here. Uh, do you have any particular thoughts on baseball writers? Because I tweeted out earlier today. I said, I'm starting to... Let me pull it up here because I want to make sure I get my wording right. I said that... I said, baseball writers absolutely get off on tweeting literally anything and everything, even if they contradict themselves minutes later. I'm convinced nobody really knows anything and nobody really has any sources. It's all about throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. I am starting to feel like baseball writers are being put in the same category as meteorologists. Just, it's okay if you're wrong most of the time. It's totally fine. It's totally fine if you correct yourself five minutes later. It's just... It is what it is. Obviously, it's time of year. I think trade deadline, winter meetings, those type of transactional periods is where we see the most inconsistency, is where we see the most 
things being rumored, but I agree. I th- I think it's like uh, it's okay to be wrong. I just I'm I'm just not understanding, and maybe maybe there's unless a, you're Bob Nightingale. Uh, just stop. Find a new career, bro. Find a Goodness. new career, please. He's like quote tweeting the fake passing accounts. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Poor no, guy. but unless there's like some some reasoning for needing to be first on literally all of these moves, I just don't understand. Like why are why are we so right. quick from the hip? Yeah. And we just throw out all all need to, you know, actually be right. It's just like, oh, let's just right. see if it sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. There's like So how do you want to do this, man? Big ego issue going on with these writers. Uh let's I don't, there's, like I, I said. I think it's easy. It's just, we'll just go division. I think let's we just go, go division. division. Where do you want to start? Um, let's go, let's start out west. Okay. And work our way back east. Okay. Let's start, uh, let's go AL West. AL West. Because All right. this, this was actually a few days ago. I, we really need to talk about this Kendall Graveman situation. Yeah, so we'll start Mariners. Breaking news, Scherzer Turner officially, that deal's yeah, officially that was, uh, done. Yeah, locking in. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about this Kendall Grayman situation. Seattle Mariners, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand what the mindset is right now. You're you were fresh off. I would I would argue the most important emotional significant win of the season, and then you guys are like, yeah, no, Grayman's gone. In fact, in fact, <laughs> he's uh he's walking across the field. Yeah. Odd decisions being made in that front office. And I I kind of like, once I saw that happening, it, it took me back to like the Kelnick stuff when they brought him up and everyone kind of thought, obviously again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it was like premature. You know what I mean? Like, oh, did we bring this guy up too soon? Is he ready? And then he goes for this like, oh, for 700 slide. And then they're like, oh yeah, definitely too early. Send him back. I, it feels like they don't know what they are. The identity is a little strange there. And it starts in the front office because with this this decision being made, especially in division, you send Graveman over to the Astros after an emotional win. I, I don't really see what that was. You pissed off the clubhouse and then you went and traded for pieces to sure up that bullpen. So if you're selling bullpen, what what's the move here? I don't really understand what you're doing not only was it. it it wasn't only in division it was in series yeah you just sent him to the other clubhouse yeah strange it's very such, strange and we've talked about it on here before this is like baseball needs seattle to be right seattle needs, i think every sport needs seattle yeah every sport and the basketball fact, needs seattle again seattle yes. is just a city that needs sports to be successful. Yes, because they have fantastic fans out there. With that said, you have a, a team right now that's probably a little, I don't know, ahead of schedule, maybe not where they thought they'd be at this point in the year. They're in the yeah. hunt, and right. this is the message that you send to them. And Odd. then you say, no, guys, guys, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. You need context. There's moves that are about to be made. And then you go out and get Diego Castillo. Why? Right, right. You get Tyler Anderson. Cool. Yeah. This is you had you had this a top is the five context? closer right now. You had a top five closer. It makes no that. sense. 
And the players have every right to be losing their minds right now. I read I read uh, excerpts from the Seattle uh, story that came out shortly after, and they were just they were saying how the players were getting emotional. They, I mean, they were cussing out the front office, rightfully so. Man, yeah. they, they they botched that whole situation up. Just a complete mess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Astros wise, I think that was that was pretty much the only thing they did, right? Yeah, not much from the Astros side. Again, have to go through my notes here. Uh, they got Yumi Garcia. Yumi Garcia, okay. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think they looked at it and and saw that no need to really deplete the farm system because you're not potentially bringing back some big pieces. So, you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, not one of the really best teams going in baseball all, right now. Yeah, don't push what all mean? the chips in in the middle of the table. So, makes sense there. Um, Oakland, pretty interesting moves. Marte, Starling Marte, just heard um, Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes coming over from Washington. Josh My Harrison, here, very low-key pickup. Very underrated. Yeah, I like that a lot. Rather, I like rather. that a lot. He seems like he's going to be a good A for sure. But what was the Lazardo thing? Why are you shipping Lazardo out for a rental? Bro, there's a couple... A couple moves that have happened in the last couple of days. It's got me really scratching my head. But Lazardo, questionable. I mean, you spent. He's only like 22, 23, young. You I mean, spent you got, all this time developing him. You've got former Oakland A players commenting on the situation, saying this guy is going to be like a Cy Young guy. Yeah, and you got him for a rental when you already have a pretty good center fielder in Loriano. Yeah, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put him you're gonna have to put Marte in one of the corner spots, so he's not exactly right. <laughs> it just didn't seem like yeah. a hole that needed to be plugged. Um, catching, I see it middle infield with Josh Harrison. Well, anywhere in, in the on the field really for Josh Harrison. Um, shortstop just seemed like a, a hole that needed to be plugged. I just I didn't I didn't get this decision honestly. The 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 Marte one didn't add up for me. I mean, I saw that they were more so the last few days than than either today or yesterday uh, that they had been attached to story. But I don't think the yeah. we'll we'll find out here in the next twenty or so minutes. But yeah. I didn't the the story to the A's thing didn't didn't seem like it was going to pan out. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a lot of a lot of pieces having to uh, to give up there. Uh, the Angels uh, just dormant. You know, they're asleep. You already knew that was going to happen. This just, it screams to me, ownership is totally fine with having a, a, a couple big names and understanding that people are still going to pay tickets to, to go see them. That's it. Like winning, I just, it just doesn't seem like an issue over there. It doesn't seem like there's any sense of urgency. You just want to sign big names, sell jerseys, sell tickets. That's it. Oh, yes. That feels so good. That update feels so good. Who was it? Joey Gallo wearing 13. No I did more. See that. I did no see that. more. Yes. That, that honestly like feels better than the deal itself. Clean that 13 the palette. is now <laughs> let's go. That Clean makes me palette. feel so good. Anyway. Um, yeah, the Angels just it's typical stuff, man. It's typical stuff. It's it's dumb. Uh Rangers uh selling obviously Gallo, like we mentioned. It's the Yankees, but uh, I think they packaged Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson to the Phillies reportedly, which makes sense. I think they 
saw that they missed the boat last year and they could have moved Gibson. They didn't. Um, so I don't know if Gibson's shakiness the last seven or so starts, but it basically, you know, makes me feel like they, they did the right thing. They understood what the scenario was and they moved them. Yeah. I think you get you, if you're the Phillies, you get a lot of, uh, pressure from the fans. You're yeah. kind of feeling that last year, but I think more so even this year, where it's the fans, I'll, I'll give them credit. The fans are are really on the fence. They're just like, look, this team is garbage, but we're going to hold out hope that maybe we can somehow pull off the division. So yeah. show us that you're at least willing to try. And I think yeah. they were just like, all right, well, all right. We, we could use a little arm help. So let's go, let's yeah. go get a couple guys. Yeah. So, I mean, I, overall, I, I give everyone credit in the AL West except the Angels because you guys are snoozing. Moves were made, certainly. Yeah. You want to sw- switch over to the NL West? Yeah, let's go NL West. Let's let's Nate. Let's uh, get it out of the way. Let's start right. with the Dodgers. What wow. are we doing, Dodgers? Why do you need to do this? Give us a chance. Two hundred seventy-five million dollar payroll. Unbelievable. Give us a chance. Why? Why do you need to go out and do this? They have so many individual accolades that are stacked up over there. So many MVP awards, so many Cy Young awards. Oh my God. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, the NL West fan bases get on each other all the time, right? It makes sense. I understand it. But what this tells me, the Dodgers are... They're feeling a little threatened by the Giants because if you're the if you're the Dodgers, you don't go out right and beef up like this. Yeah. If you're not 100% confident that you're going to cakewalk to where you think you're going to go. Right. And I think what could make everything feel better, make the rest of the league non-Dodger fans feel better is that if the if the Giants do nothing at this deadline and they still lock down the division, then the Dodgers are just picking up everybody and spending all the money they have, and they still can't win the division, that would put everyone's mind at ease. To the touch Gi- on that a little bit, the Giants, I think, are ahead of schedule. They recognize that. No point in in giving up you know, everything they have to go make a run. If the Giants do that, if they don't really do anything at this deadline of note, and they go out and do what they've continued to do and the the Dodgers are still trying to play keep keep up. It's like I'm sorry, the Giants are America's team if that happens. Yeah. And everybody just great. grows in their hatred for the Dodgers. Yeah, it'd be great. Um I, I I just I don't I don't understand. I really don't understand. I mean, what is that rotation? That rotation is like seven or eight people deep. It's nuts. Yeah, you got guys pitching like every Because you added day. Danny Duffy, too. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, when I saw that update, I thought, is this the Dodgers just trying to add an arm and they're going to go double down on position players and then yeah. they go out and do both? Yeah, just insane. Um, odd men out, Gavin Lux, because he wasn't included in that deal. AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor. Pretty good names that you're just like, mm, sorry, we have Trey Turner now. He's going to play second base. Maybe Pollock and Chris Taylor kind of split time and left. I don't know. I have no idea. I also don't know what this says moving forward. Who do you try to extend? 
Trey Turner or Corey Seager? Who's your shortstop of the future? I don't know. Um, I think it makes the fan base feel a little bit better about what what the fact that Bauer's probably never gonna put on a Dodger uniform again. So yeah. it, it's just a it's a lot, dude. It's a lot, and it's it's just weird. Roster space wise, who who goes where? Is Albert Pujols just gonna like call it a day? Yeah, I mean, why would look, you put him in the lineup? Why? No, you have no reason to put him in the lineup. Even I mean, maybe a a pinch hit if the rest of your lineup died during the game. I don't know. Like, there's just no reason. Turn him into like a like a bench coach. Honestly, I mean, you got Schwarber taking over as bench coach for the Nats the other day <laughs> because their whole <laughs> team cool. had been wiped out from COVID, which we'll get to yeah. him in a minute. But that was cool. Um, for yeah, me, the Dodgers. For me, oh, well, last thing I was going to say on the Bauer thing, that to me was, it's, I'm not going to say a was, bigger, a bigger win for the organization than the trade itself. But if you're, if you're the Dodgers, <laughs> I hate to say it because there's still information that needs to come out. But if you wanted to just completely win over your fan base and you say good riddance, see you later. See ya. Mm-hmm. I mean, your fans already love you for what you just did. I mean, <laughs> A super yeah. team, if we've ever seen one, the the, yeah. the the cherry on top would have been just say, hey, look, we don't want to wait around to find out. We've got better options as it is right now. See, yeah, sorry, yeah, I agree. Um, Padres, run me through those transactions. Obviously, we had Adam Frazier last week. I think you know for anyone that's thinking they're they're being a little slow today, you got to remember that move. You just added the you know guy who's leading the league in hits so far well let's talk about the Padres and Scherzer everybody thought that was a done deal got yeah. all these Padres accounts tweeting or posting right. on Instagram let's go we got our guy right. AJ Preller Superman no yep. no yeah I don't I don't know and for me I I think if you're the Nationals I don't know if there was a big enough haul 37 year old pitcher you know, I don't know if they were getting enough enough from from anyone. Truthfully, I don't know if they were getting enough from anyone, and I think that's why Trey Turner had to come into a deal. And I bet they offered that to the to AJ, and he was like, "Why? I don't need. I have I have arguably the most athletic infield in all of baseball with Machado, Tatis, Frazier, and Cronenworth. I don't need another infielder. I just want him. But this is only this is only what we're offering. So I think." You know, the fact that the, the Dodgers were willing to do that, add another infielder, you know, and I say I hate saying another infielder. Trey Turner is is going to be amazing for the rest of his career in my mind. I'll say right now, one of the most underrated players in baseball. hundred percent. Without a doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I think that's the way it was. I think they they had to package those two together. That's the way I see it. And you look at the other pieces that the Nationals had. I don't think the Padres really needed that. They didn't need Schwarber. They didn't need Jan Gomes. They didn't need Josh Harrison. They didn't need these other guys. It was just Gerzer. And I think they weren't willing to budge on, you know, and I think they tried to say that the, you know, Nationals were, were bluffing. The Nationals go, cool. Here you go, Dodgers. You're giving us what we want. And it was a win-win. What's interesting is that I saw a rumor floating around that said maybe the Padres, which I could see this happening, maybe the Nationals and or Padres. Real quick, Miles Straw of the Astros just got sent to the Indians. 
or Phil Mayton, some reliever. I don't know. Anyway, saw that maybe the Twins, or I'm sorry, the Nationals uh, and or Padres were involved in a little bit of leakage hmm. just to try to get the wheels turning a little bit more. Oh, another one real quick. Andrew Heaney going to the Yankees. Angels are selling. I'll be honest. I was going to try to create graphics during this recording, but during <laughs> there's there's just going to be way too much. I'll get to it. Unless yeah. it's KB or You wouldn't talk to you wouldn't talk at all during this. Yeah, if I, you had to make graphics. I would be out out of commission for sure. Uh yeah. unless it's uh, KB or who else we got? There's one other yeah. there's another name waiting to hear on. Uh, story, obviously. Yeah, story. Unless it's one of those yeah. guys. I'll get to it after. Yeah. Um, I mean, wrapping up the uh, the NL West, like we talked about, I think the Giants are just they're they're ahead of schedule. They're recognizing that there's no point in um, going all in and getting rid of some of those those future stars. So just play it out. You're you're playing with house money at this point. So if you keep winning, you're not messing with the culture, and you're not messing with the clubhouse at all. You believe in your guys, and you're just doing your thing. Uh, Rockies. From what I'm seeing, I wouldn't be surprised if Story doesn't move because apparently they're okay with making him a qualifying offer in the offseason. Presumably, he's going to say no, and then they're going to get compensatory picks in the draft from whoever signs him. So I think they're okay with that. Um, I think they're a little gun-shy because of the lack of haul, if you will, that they didn't get for Arenado. So I think they're just a little gun shy about things with story, but you know, things could change in the next 10 or 15 minutes, but that's the way I see it. A little gun shy. They gave $50 million to the Cardinals. Yeah. So I don't know there. Uh, Arizona got to wake up. Eduardo Escobar is not the only guy you got to move. I think you got to move some others. Um, Mad bum just seems kind of like a no brainer to me. San Fran. Like, why not bring him back? Sure. But Starling Marte, big name, got to go somewhere. David Peralta, got to go somewhere. Pretty quiet. Yeah, if you're there. the D-backs, you got to do what the Nationals are doing right now. And why not? Literally nowhere, demolish Nowhere the near. Sell everybody and rebuild because oh, what do we got? Breaking news, Chris Bryant to San Francisco. No way. Chris Bryant to San Francisco. Let's go. Jeff Passan. Ignore everything I just said about the Giants. Good for them. Yeah, wow. I'm going to be making this uh, graphic real quick. Wow. Um, Obviously, we don't know what's going back. Even if we did, half the country probably can't name more than three dudes on the current Giants roster anyway. So who knows who they're giving up? Um, I mean, Cubs-wise, fantastic job so far. The Cubs are crushing it at this deadline making very intelligent moves i think the rebuild is going to be quicker than people think and there's no reason why they can't re-sign some of these guys sure. there's no reason why they can't go back and get them again in the offseason um are we assuming that are we assuming that chris Bryant is going to play more of left field than anything else in San Francisco, you got Evan Longoria. I don't know if he's is he playing every day over there. Well, he's hurt right now, so I is think he? starting out It'd be third base. He can play first base as well. Um, Honestly, the more I've looked into KB, I'm starting to think he can literally play anywhere they he want put him to. Anywhere, he's fine. Yeah, very impressive. I've seen him play. Wasn't he playing center field a 
couple times for the Cubs. He just pretty much do whatever yeah. he wants. Smart. This is smart. It depends on what you what we read of what comes back uh, towards the Cubs, but I think it's a win-win. And why not re-sign him long-term? You know, if you're the Giants, why not try to make a run at this and sign him? But that's wild. There's the update. There it is. Crazy, crazy. NL West. Fantastic job for the most part. Fantastic job. Uh, we're moving to the Central now. AL Central. Yeah, let's go AL Central. Um, I'll start. I'll start from the bottom. Twins, obvious sellers right now. Uh, Brios heading over to the Blue Jays. Bro, the Twins with a huge win in that deal. Yeah. Good Huge for the win. Twins. Getting two top five prospects in the in the Blue Jays farm system, which means I'm going to go ahead and assume they're probably still the top five or top three prospects in the Twins system now. Um, some other names, uh, Jay Happ, I think, got moved to the Cardinals. So pretty smart there. You got Gant, uh, Josh Gant, who had a great start to his season, uh, fell off a little bit. They threw him in the bullpen, but I think there's a lot of potential there for a uh, 69 year old Jay Happ. So good for the twins there. Um, curious to see what happens with Buxton and Donaldson, how that plays out. Uh, Kepler is, is another, you know, underrated name that could be moved. So I think there's things the twins could do to, to really be smart about this, but they're running out of time because we're down to three minutes at this point. Um, looks like the Royals are hanging on to everybody. You know, except uh, Danny Duffy, they're, they're pretty much just chilling. So interesting there. Were you they just see their future? Were you surprised that Whit Merrifield's name got thrown out there? I was a little bit. I was a little bit. I like him a lot. And I, if I was the if I was the Royals, I would I would not be doing anything there. I'd I'd leave him right there. Seems like a no brainer for me. Um, just a solid piece. Is I I. I'm biased towards those guys that are just going to figure out a way to make contact, you know? Were you, let me ask you this. I did see a couple posts out there saying the Cubs just got rid of Anthony Rizzo. So Royals, please explain to me why Salvi Perez or Whit Merrifield, why they're untouchables. And it's a, it's yeah. a fair point. Sure. You got the, I mean, you're, you're talking about different players there, but the point remains where, well, is it fair to get so attached to these guys that it's like, no, these these are untouchables? But then you look across the league, and then you're like, well, I mean, the Cubs literally just got rid of their guy, like the guy. Yeah, but I see it as where is that window? Is it opening or is it closing? The Cubs are closing. That that class had their chance. I don't know how you consider that successful or not. If it's just one ring, if Chicago's happy with that, great. But the window is closing. The window is opening. The window's opening for Kansas City. They're starting to move. They're starting to make things happen. They have a young future. They're exciting. So that's why I wouldn't sell. Did we miss any in the center? We just started the central, didn't we? Yeah, we just started at the bottom. So uh, Let's see. What else we got here? Folks, please bear with us. We There's been a lot to digest. Stuff going everywhere. Uh, Tigers, who'd they send? It was a reliever. Oh, they got rid of uh, Daniel Norris. Yeah, to Milwaukee. Smart for Milwaukee. Yeah, good pickup for Milwaukee. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Tigers. I still feel the same way. Right? Just give them a couple years. Yeah. You got Hinch there. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought there was one other name they moved. I don't know. Can't remember. 
Uh, Cleveland. Eddie Rosario. Pretty much the only name so far. I was really intrigued to see if Fran Mill Reyes would move. I was intrigued, obviously, about Jose Ramirez. I mean, I know we're at the deadline. It's done. It is now 4 o'clock. But if you're the Braves, do you go get Jose Ramirez? Can you? Or are you just sticking with Austin Riley because you got Adam Duvall? Just saying. Don't want to go like, too much into the NL East. I really like Austin Riley. So Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, uh, Cleveland, I, I don't know where you're at. I feel like you're in the middle of the road, and I don't know. On to the White Sox. Uh, are you hanging out with the Mariners too much? Figured out. What are you doing? What an atrocious move. I'm sorry. Craig Kimbrell is phenomenal, and we've seen that play out over the course of this year. But Nick Madrigal, are you kidding me? You're going you're gonna to trade away Nick Madrigal to fill a spot, to fill a role that you already have arguably one of the best players for that role already on your team. Reliever of the year last year. Been doing great this year. More importantly, friend of the pod. And to bring a Kimbrel in who is open, very open about I am the closer. I don't do anything else. I close games. Jake Marisnik to the Padres. Cool. Um, it just doesn't make sense for me. You had such a young, promising second baseman. I know you added Cesar Hernandez, but I'm sticking with Magical at this point. Doesn't make sense there. But like you said, I don't really understand having two closers. You get two alphas in the same room. They're not going to be buddy-buddy. They're not going to be okay. Then when it comes down to it, yeah, fine. We'll talk regular season. We'll just say they're going to alternate They're going to alternate saves. Whatever. Fine. What happens in the postseason? When you need confidence at an all-time high in your closer, who do you go to? And here's what I will say about Liam Hendricks. That dude's a team guy. He doesn't care what he's going to do. He deserves to be a closer. He deserves to be recognized as the closer. But I guarantee you he's going to take the back seat and go for the eighth inning. Because Kimbrell's a big baby. Well, not to mention Kimbrel's ERA, if you look at it, it's like a little under a, an, a full run higher in non-save situations. So I guarantee you, there, there. I'm already hearing rumors about well, Kimbrel, they might, they might split time in, in the ninth, yada yada. No, the you can't do that. Well, you just look at the, what the I've, Red Sox did yeah. with that. That didn't pan out. From everything I've seen and rumors that I've, I've, I've heard is that Tony Larusa designates positions he gives you that role and that is your role that's what you are I don't think I don't see him messing around too much I just feel bad for Liam what else do you have to do to be the closer you know what I mean it did make sense to give up a second baseman of your future to go get another closer that you've already doing you're already doing great in that category doesn't make sense to me does not add up hated it Hated it. That's the AL Central. Uh, overall, I I give the AL Central a C, maybe a C minus so far. Yeah, nothing great. NL Central. Not to mention, just just confirm that uh, Buxton stand put, Donaldson stand put, Pineda stand put. Maeda, do we know? Gets I'm not Maeda. sure. Scope stand put with the the Tigers. That was another name that could have been moved. Yeah, he's having a great year. Yeah, uh, maybe a maybe a D plus in the AL Central then 
if none of those names are moving. Uh, over to the NL Central, we'll get the boring guys out of the way. Uh, Cincinnati, what, what's what's going on here? You're seven games back behind Milwaukee. You're definitely not going to be in the hunt for the wild card. What are you holding on to these pieces for? I mean, as it stands right now at the time of this recording, you're five back in the from the wild card, the second wild card spot. With that said, though, you're not getting you're not getting you're not with, there. The, with no, the moves sorry. that were just made in the last the NL West. Hours? Yeah. The no NL shot. West and the NL East are in your way. No one else from the Central is coming out. So what what are you doing? Are, are you just hoping that when Castellanos comes back, you're going to get on a roll? I don't really understand it. The, look, I'll be honest with you. I watched two relievers go over there from the Yankees. Luis Dess is okay, but Justin Wilson's a freaking dumpster fire. So I don't know what you're planning to do with those two relievers. It just it doesn't make sense. I, I feel like there were things that they could have done but you got stuck in the middle and you don't know what to do. That's what happens. Uh, St. Louis, I think it was just the J-Hap for Josh Gant deal. Nothing else. Kind of missing the boat there. You're nine and a half games back. We're right at 500 right now. Pretty disappointing if, uh, if I'm a Cardinals fan. I mean, and, let's be uh, honest, though. It's it's just tough to be a National League team right now that's not the Dodgers, Padres, or Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't blame the the Cardinals too much. I think they're just kind of riding into the sunset for this year let Yachty and Wayne Wainwright get their moment in the in the spotlight and just finish I don't know finish out the year at 500 oh let's walk it back John Lester going to the Cardinals oh interessant not to say that that's groundbreaking but yeah just got a little update. little relief help friend of the pod Miles Michaelis hasn't been healthy so just churn up that that rotation a little bit do we like John Lester and the Cardinals genie Weird. Very weird. Very weird. Uh Pittsburgh. Obviously you got rid of uh you got rid of Frazier. Good good job. Uh I don't know. Thought there were some other pieces. Brian Reynolds was a, was an all star. I feel like he deserved to. Yeah, but if you're the Pirates, I think you're already kind of at rock bottom. I don't think you need to blow it up like the Nationals needed to or a team of that caliber. Yeah. I think the pirate. From what I read, I think the pirates are kind of happy with where they're at right now. And what about they that? Ha- uh, they have pieces that they that feel one like. reliever, Rodriguez. He was a big name that floated around for a bit. He's having a good year. Felt like he could have been moved. Um, and let's let's go Milwaukee next. I mean, a couple smart moves. I think. Yeah, underrated stuff. Sharing up the bullpen a little bit. I did hear some intriguing thoughts. That maybe they should have gone after Luke Voigt. You need a first baseman. Yeah. Could have been interesting. I think D was talking about it on MLB Network saying that they uh or one of the one of those guys were saying that they would have the beefiest yeah. like first base platoon. Yeah. I wouldn't have hated that. But uh lastly, Cubs. A plus. Great job. Great job. Um the only thing that's a little weird here, and we can get into this once we move over to the next division, but the willingness to eat Anthony Rizzo's contract, strange. Because as everyone knows, no one no one feels sorry for the Yankees. So for the Yankees to ask you, hey, can you eat this contract? Cubs are like, yeah, sure, whatever. For, I don't know, maybe top 30 prospects, somewhere in that 20 to 30 range. So kind of interesting there. But great job with Kimbrell of getting Magical back. And in uh, that reliever, Cody, was it Hauer? Getting him in that deal with with Magical, pretty smart there. Uh, we're wait, we're waiting to see the the 
return on Chris Bryant, but that and uh, Javi Baez. Wow. You guys blew it up. The only name I'm, I'm not hearing is Zach Davies. Well, was interesting. I figured he would have, he would have been packaged with one of those guys, but yeah, that's uh wow. Wow. Crazy. I feel so bad for Cubs fans. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be there. They'll be, they're going to be all right quickly. They'll be fine. But, and, and I know baseball is a business. It That's the bottom line. But the sentimental side of you has to feel for Cubs fans. Where it's an end of look, an era. You got rid of everybody. Yeah. You get rid. To, uh, to be fair, if you get rid of Bryant or Rizzo, you have to get rid of the other one. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you cannot keep half of that Brizzo yeah. combo. That that yeah. just wouldn't work. So at least they got rid of both of them, ripped it off like a band aid, and are just looking forward to what they have in return. But Man, what a tough time to be a Cubs fan right now. Yeah. Just did you see you, did you see the you videos are, of uh Rizzo? Like that got me shook a little bit. Bro, not gonna lie. Got me a little emotional. And KB soaking it all in after the last which by the way, they didn't even get a chance to I I know that's the the nature of the business, but didn't even get a chance their last their last uh game there to get in. They got I think they were scratched beforehand. So yeah. they, they just have to they had to watch it all play out from the bench, which maybe for them was a good thing. You know, maybe it's like, sure, you're not out there on the field, but at least it gives you a chance to kind of step back and and take in the aspects of yeah. Wrigley, the aspects of your teammates, the, yeah, the instead atmosphere. of trying to focus on a win. Right. Because that's what those guys are. I'm gonna say that right now. They're winners and they deserve to be in a in a winning opportunity. But yeah, no, Cubs overall, great job. Fantastic job. From yeah, from think, a business perspective, incredible job. Don't think it even matters how awesome the return is for Chris Bryant. I think he, they did great. That's the NL Central. On to the East. Lot to talk about in the East. You want to start NL or AL? Let's talk uh National League. The I'm I'm not a Nationals fan. We've already we've already made that clear. But to see what they've done in the last 24 hours, it it just breaks your heart, man. Like Soto standing there, classic Fresh Prince meme, standing there in the living room with nothing around. Yeah. Poor guy, man. He has got nothing. And if you're yeah. the Nationals who don't have the greatest history of locking guys down, uh, I'm not really holding out hope if I'm Juan Soto. Right that this is the team I'm going to spend my career with. Yeah. Juan Solo sucks. Um, it's just, it's been a depressing week. I think, you know, that they, they came out and said Strasburg is done for the year with another surgery. Scherzer is obviously gone. I think Trey Turner, I think that says something. I'm curious to see what Trey Turner does in the off season, because that, I think that says that the, the nationals felt that they had no chance of, of extending him. Which was kind of the sentiment leading up to this week where they where it, it seemed like the Nationals, whether or not there was an effort made to lock him down, it didn't even really sound like there was any interest in doing so. Which, yeah. if I'm Trey Turner, I'm like, all right, see ya. Like, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the time. Yeah. Now, props for flipping Josh Harrison, getting him back to, to relevancy, and then flipping him with Jan Gomes. I think that was pretty smart, but... I think it's a rough way to go out for Ryan Zimmerman as well. You know, no real, no real pennant chase 
you know, and I think he is done after this year. So it really is just Juan Soto riding solo. Tough. Such Real a tough. Miami such Marlins. Tough Good job. Good job. Honestly, if you didn't do anything else but get Jesus Lazardo for Marte, fantastic work. You have an uh, a rotation that is going to be scary. Scary the next few years. And I mean like next like six or seven years. Fantastic job. I don't know who they got in return for Duvall, but good there. Good job. I mean, this is this is the stuff we talked about. This is what we talked about in the offseason. You bring in these veterans, they can teach your young guys some stuff throughout the season. You know you're not really going to be in contention. If you are, that's a bonus, but you know you're not. And then you sell them. Now these young guys have experience, and you get pieces back. So, bro, Jeter, you're, you're killing it so far. That's all I'm going to say. Let's just go on record to remind folks we've been on the Jeter train from day one. Day one. From the Yelich and Giancarlo Stanton dumps. From the jump. There is no faltering. We have been backing that guy since he took over. And it's it's playing out, man. I'm telling you, let's go Marlins. Let's go Marlins. It's coming. It is coming. That rotation is going to scare people. Give it time. Give it time. Speaking of the National League East, breaking news, Jorge Soler traded to the Braves per John Heyman. Ooh, I like that. Underrated. I uh, like that the a lot. Braves, ah, the Braves are just confusing me, though. It's like it's like you're, a, you're in battle. You're a soldier, and you're in battle, and you just got a piece of shrapnel that literally just severed your leg, but it's like we're going to keep moving forward. Knowing that you're not getting the leg back, it's like you're not going to be able to stitch it back on once you get up to the front line. I know. I, 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 know. I don't understand. I, I, I like it. I like it. I think it, it says it's it's more of a statement to their fan base and to Freddie Freeman. Say, look, we're we're believing in this organization. We are doubling down. We're not going to overpay anybody. We're going to make sure you get your money, Freddie, and we're not going to overpay anybody. But we're still going to compete. There's zero shame in bringing back Adam Duvall. Bring him back. That was a solid move. Good job. Bring him back. You wave. Or DFA, enter Enciarte, you bring in Eddie Rosario. Okay. And you added a bopper. Jorge Soler can can run into some. He had 40 home runs not too long ago. So keep that in mind. So I think it, it makes a statement. They got Travis Darno coming back. They didn't sell Charlie Morton. The NL East is is you get you get hot for 10 or 15 games and it's yours. That's a great point. It's like you take my my battlefield scenario and you look at it and go. Everyone else a, is beat up too. If there's a division to do it in, yeah. You look around; all the other guys around you have shrapnel that has severed their legs. So it's like yeah. it's. I, I mean, if if you're gonna try to go down fighting, if you're the Braves, that's the division to do it in. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's tough to see them try to convince their fans that they're going to compete when the fans have pretty much all but given up on the team, not given up on the, on the players, but just any hope of success this season. But to be fair, we get on owners all the time, management all the time about just hoarding money, hoarding prospects, not, not really making an effort to compete at the very least. I, I, we, you, all of us can't 
can't knock them for at least trying. Be like, hey, yeah. we we think we have enough to at least make some noise down the stretch if we right. get hot enough. Right. So it's like let's let's just roll with it because right. what's the, what's the flip side? Just throwing the towel because you're right. really in this in between space right now. And to me, it makes less sense to throw in the towel. I'm just saying it's tough having to see what they've gone through this year mm-hmm. to think that they're going to do anything with it. But at the at the end of the day, it's better to have ownership that's willing to to make the effort. Yeah, I, I think I think the the Braves navigate things in an incredible way. And I'll, I'll always reference the way <laughs> the bargain that they have Albies and Acuna at. I mean, that, those contracts are incredible and it allows you to make Freddie, you know, <laughs> help him get a statue outside your stadium because he deserves it. Um, and you, and I think you look at it in his buddy Rizzo, you look at the way the Cubs handled that and you don't want to do it. If you're the Braves, you don't let Freddie go anywhere ever. So smart. Um, who we got next? Uh, the Phillies. We talked about it earlier, adding in Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy. Okay. All right. Still doesn't get me that excited about you. Sorry. No, no, you know, disrespect to those two guys. I've had, you know, above average years for sure. I don't know. I think you're still in the middle. In a weird way, though, I get Atlanta's third right now, but they're only, what, uh, half a game back from the Phillies? Right. It. And this may just be like an eye test kind of thing. What breaking news? No, Cubs only just, got Cubs only got. It was like the ninth and thirtieth prospect. Yeah, yeah. I think the Cubs got a little fleece there. Yeah. Uh, well, you win some, you lose some. They got I'm, Nick Madrigal for sure. crying out loud. I'm it's bring okay. that back down to an A minus though. Anyway, the only thing they, that would the only thing that would maybe help that play out a little better is if Chris Bryant cools off significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um, what was I saying? Philly. Yeah, like I get it. As of as of this moment, the Braves are behind the Phillies. But if I'm looking at the Phillies, and this this may just be an eye test thing, there's something about the Phillies that just really concerns me. Where it's like you're you're such an inconsistent team. Where you're gonna need if, yeah. if you are gonna make a run at this thing, and you should because you're you're within striking distance. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like the Phillies would have needed to have done more at the deadline than the Braves did. Because at least with yeah. the Braves, it's like you're the Braves, but the Phillies the Phillies haven't done anything to show you recently that they're that they're worth putting into the conversation of making a run at this thing. Again, they're in stri- they're within striking distance. Right. But you're the inconsistencies have gotten to be way too much. Like you and, almost got swept by the Nationals and you yeah. somehow pulled it out yesterday with the walk off grand slam. But you got it. I I was hoping for maybe a little more, and I know for a fact, based on what I was seeing from fans on social media, they absolutely wanted something more than what they got at the deadline. Yeah, I agree. I think they're I think they're going in the postseason as is. But I predicted Byron Bucks into the Phillies a couple episodes ago. I'm sticking to that, but for the off season, I think they get him in the off season. There's no hold on. Point walk in that the- back. You said you have them in the postseason. I think they make an attempt to get into the postseason with what they have. That's right. what I meant. But uh, as far as moving forward goes, offseason, I think they make a run at, at Buxton. I think they probably looked at it and said, well, he's still not fully healthy. Is there is there any point in giving up dudes to go get him now when we can just you know sign him big time in the offseason? So I think I'm sticking to that. I'm sticking to Byron Buxton going to Philly. Uh, Mets, whoa, wah, wah, wee, wah. Um, genius. 
Sorry, I'm not to cut you off. I'm seeing this video just now of the moment Chris Bryant found out he got traded and he just starts losing it. Come on, man. Happy or crying? Yeah, I just think it's a lot. It just looks like one of those cries where you're just like emotionally exhausted because you know yeah. he's been dealing yeah. with this. No for sleep a, for the last week. He's been preparing his his heart for this for a while now. So. Yeah. Tough look. Gosh, I hate seeing this, man. The Cubs. Yeah. Come on, Cubs. Um, yeah. Anyway, Mets, genius. You looked at it. Uh, Javi Baez came out and said, look, bro, when my homie comes back in Lindor, when he comes back healthy, I'll slide to second. I don't care. I'm good. Mets look at this and say, all right, that works. If you're the Mets, you're looking at him saying that and be like, hey, you said it, not us. We're, yeah. not, we're not sliding you anywhere. You offered to do this, yeah. and if you want to come play here, we'll go get you. Uncle Genius. Stevie is going to go get you. Genius. The only thing, um, I mean, that they got Trevor Williams in that deal as well. Um, you know, J.D. Mar- uh, JD Davis, kind of odd man out here. You know, you're going to slide Jeff McNeil to third. In reality, your healthy, your healthy infield is going to look like McNeil at third, Lindor short, Baez second, and Petey Alonso at first. That's scary. That's a very, very scary infield. Um, but overall, genius. You bring in an exciting guy who clearly, clearly loves the spotlight. He is all for it. And I do think it I do think it actually probably helps Lindor settle down a little bit. Oh, for sure. Kind of ease in a little bit. Yeah, it makes his return a, a lot less stressful. Just just chill out. They were boys from high school. They're boys. So they were well, back to back draft picks. They're both on the Puerto Rican team for the World Baseball Classic, right? They go way back, man. They're back-to-back draft picks. They've been boys forever. I think it just makes sense. It, it was genius. Genius on the Mets Mets side and to get Trevor Williams with it. Here's the thing. I hope Javi Baez can actually infuse some legitimate swagger into that team. Yeah. And none of this get, <laughs> no more bring corny down the stuff. freaking corny crap. Like yeah. Even Lindor, surprisingly, was starting to leak into that a little bit and contribute to it. And I'm like, Frankie, come on, guy. You're one of the yeah. you're one of the swaggiest guys in the league. And now that you're with the Mets, you're binding. You're, oh, it's a raccoon, bro. Like, stop. Yeah. Don't. You, you're above that. I get yeah. your team. You're a team player, but we need to we need to start chipping away at this corniness. I think it's not only ed- I don't. I, I think it's not only swag. I think it's edge. Javi Baez brings a. I don't. I don't care. Edge. We I didn't will get even- in your face. We didn't even cover this stuff the, with Amir, Amir Garrett. Garrett. Holy cow, man. He has no fear. Zero fear. Anyone. So, like, where you look at Strowman, where he talks a lot, he's like a little dog that barks a lot, but has no bite. Javi Baez is a dog that has bite and bark and doesn't care who's in front of him. He will get in anyone's face. So he brings edge to the Mets that I think is... <laughs> is probably the most valuable piece. You you can deal with the strikeouts. You can deal with the swing and miss stuff. That's fine. I think it I think it's a huge piece to bring in that just it just confirms. All right, let's get edgy. Let's get real. We are the real deal. And at least great job overall. Top to bottom. Minus the Phillies a little bit. And you knew there was going to be moves made in that division because as we continue to say we we're at the point where we, we have to stop saying it because we've said it so much. That t- that division is just going to beat itself up. And yeah. any edge that you can get, any edge at all, 
might be the the difference maker in yep. getting you to the top of the division at the end of the season. And yeah. there were moves certainly made. So, yeah. and and not just moves made for this year, but looking at the Nationals moves for down the road, the Marlins, as you already said, making Whoa. some some yeah. solid additions, or rather, helping themselves for the future. Mm-hmm. It's like and at least, man, what would you get rate grade grade wise? What would you give them? A for the division. And it's only it's not an A plus because of the Phillies. That's it. And it's not even that the Phillies did that bad. I give the Phillies a, a probably a B minus, maybe a C plus. That's the only reason it's not an A plus for the the whole division. Everyone, I th- I just did. I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I think they did really pretty well. much across the board. Maybe a few misses here. I think everybody did exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, good to see. All right, Bale East. We'll start. I I think from the bottom, and then we'll talk your guys' ear offs with the uh, ears off with uh, our respective favorite teams uh orioles uh, you think they should have gotten rid of means yeah i think you missed the boat a little bit there i think that was an opportunity that you know you maybe could have done something with harvey as well just little stuff hey richard rodriguez you were talking about him earlier he's going to the braves <laughs> great job braves great My job and let's go at least yeah gotta seriously. love it what a great division they're not they're not afraid of anything. I like it. Um yeah, Orioles, I I think you just you missed the boat a little bit. There's probably a couple names you could have moved. Um I don't I would have liked to see Mancini move somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know if I have a specific place in mind, but I would have liked to see that. If you were the Padres and you were really wanting to move on from Hosmer or Myers, I could have seen Mancini being that that guy for you. Yeah, speaking of which, I think you're I don't know if it's necessarily a prediction, but your speculation about Hosmer just having to maybe be a guy, not the yeah. guy anymore, but just a guy at this point. Except his role. It's looking like that's the case because yep. it's now 430. Haven't heard anything yep. uh, in regards to um, Hosmer or anything. So it looks like he's yeah. staying put. So yeah, looks like the Padres have uh going into war with what they got more options than they need at this point but yeah they're okay but yeah i think the orioles just kind of missed the boat i i i give them an f honestly you didn't do anything there's nothing to talk about out there uh the rays weird uh, i don't i don't know how much of a big grade i give you i think nelly cruz was a smart move but again it was con, con it was contradicting what you guys typically do of moving pieces around being flexible with the lineup being you know it's just He's a, he plugs it there. I know he was rumors of starting at first base for the first time. Trevor Story was attached to the Rays for a hot second, which Chris that, Bryant was. Yeah, though that did not make any sense to me. No, at all. it didn't. It wouldn't have worked. So I I don't know how much of a big grade I, I give the Rays. Maybe a, maybe a D plus, C minus. Yeah, they got to be like middle of the road there because they just yeah. did not impress. Yeah, uh, Blue Jays, good job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at your farm, you look at your prospects, and I get it. They gave up two top five guys. Barrios is is having a career year so far. You're getting back home in front of your home fans, but you have pieces that are going to be there for a while. These prospects have nowhere to go. They're not moving up. You got these pieces that are you you have your set. You're good to go. So it made sense to move them. And good job, Twins, for getting that out of them. But Barrios is a is is a key piece. I think that was a very smart addition. They didn't need to do too much. They really didn't need to go crazy. 
maybe one other arm and they would have been okay. But everyone's freaking out about those, those prospects. The truth is, where were they going to move up to? Whose spot were they going to take? Your lineup is pretty well set. So good job, Blue Jays. All right, buddy, I pass it over to you. Red Sox, how do you feel? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Are you bummed? You're bummed, obviously. I'm, I'm very bummed. Very disappointed in the lack of moves. You really had a chance if you're the... I'm I'm not going to question Heim because he's brilliant. So he... I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I even have a, a tenth of the knowledge that he has on this stuff. But I'm just saying from an out, from the outside outsider's perspective, I just feel like you really had a chance here to step on the jugular of the AL East. And... Mm-hmm. You really didn't do that. And then you got teams in the division that are on your tail that are getting better. Yeah. Who do you, who do you, I, you were leaning towards arms more than anything else. Yeah. People else. were saying, well, we need a first baseman. We need a first baseman. It's like, yeah, we could certainly use first baseman. And Rizzo, I know, was highly, from what I, from what I've heard, was highly targeted by the Red Sox. But, there's just something about our starting rotation right now. And sure, you can say, well, well, Chris Sale's coming back. You don't know what's going to happen with that. There's right. a there's a very right. good chance that that, come, that just doesn't pan out. Right. So what are you left with? I'm sorry. I'm not trusting Erod in a postseason play in a postseason baseball game. I'm just not. Yeah. Like, sure, he's had he's had his moments, but I'm just not. I'm not. I don't want to give him the ball. And yeah. with that said, considering he's up towards the top of your rotation, if I can't even trust the top of the rotation. Pat, pass Eovaldi, I, mm-hmm. I really don't want to give the ball to anybody. Yeah. I mean, Nick Pavetta, yeah, he's been great. But, but not a whole, I mean, any, you're going to need more than that. Is there experience there? You're, you're, well, you're going to need more, more. Yeah, to that point, you're going to need more experience. You're going to need more than just two arms. And we'll see if Tanner Hout comes, comes back and mm-hmm. does what he's continued to do. But I just, I was, it was a pipe dream for Scherzer. But like I said to you, he just seems like a guy. The, I'll be honest with you. The Dodgers deal really surprised me, and I get it. If you're Scherzer, you're kind of you're coming down the home stretch of your career. It's like yeah, why, why not, not go? Why not? You've already I'm sure they're boy. He's probably boys with Kershaw. Oh, I'm I'm sure. And it's like you've you've gotten your championship, but it's it's just a thing of he just seems like a a much more blue collar guy than than L. A. So I thought, well, maybe. Maybe Boston might be a good fit. And they kept saying, well, he wants to be out on the West Coast. He wants to be out on the West Coast. But he was prioritizing winning over geography. So I was like, okay, well, maybe the Sox have a shot here. And I think a lot of Red Sox fans would agree based on what they were hearing. But it didn't pan out. And then it's like, okay, well, let's go get Barrios. Didn't pan out. Okay, well, then let's go get Gibson. Didn't pan out. So then it's like, well. Yeah, I I think you bring up a good point. And there's a couple names that I think would have been cheap and would have made sense. And Kyle Gibson was one, and Zach Davies was one. I think those names would have made sense. You know, I get it. I think I think you can agree that they're surprised of where they're at this year and how successful they have been. So they feel that they're ahead of schedule. They feel like, you know, they're playing with house money a little bit, kind of like the Giants. But, like, those pieces are, are not that expensive. If you miss out on Scherzer, it's understandable. It's probably a big, big ask. But why not go get some stuff to shore up that rotation a little bit? Bring in some experience. Bring in some veterans. Interesting. It was it was strange. And just got word that we traded Michael Chavis to Pittsburgh. Mm, weird. Which I'm fine with because 
I'll yeah, be, compl- he I'll was, be completely he honest. He was, I was not. I wasn't real high on Michael Chavis. For and me. he was kind of in a. He was a tweener. He really. I just didn't like it, the energy that he brought. It was very like demonstrative and very performative mm-hmm. in my mind. I don't know. I just he he had his moments for sure, and there yeah. was there was points where I was actually pretty high on him. But overall, I was just like, he just yeah. doesn't have a, he just doesn't have a place here. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense for sure. But like, if you're Boston, you're telling me you couldn't have gone out and just got Kyle Gibson, like at the very least. Right. Right. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Even like a honestly, it's nothing crazy. Like a Jay Happ, you know what I mean? Someone with some post postseason experience that can be the back end of a rotation, can maybe come out of the bullpen when you need it. Like just something. I don't know. Ugh, I swore we weren't going to talk about the Yankees for a while, and then and then what did I say? I said we're going to swear out the Yankees until they go out and make moves that they don't need to make because yep. the season's over, and here we are. Here and this is this is what I texted you right after the moves happened. Uh, this is this is the false hope that I said was coming because Cashman is not going down without a fight. And if Boone is his guy, he's he's got to give Boone more <laughs> margin for error because apparently there's a lot of mar- a lot of room for error in Boone. So we got to give him an even bigger margin. Um, uh, Joey Gallo makes sense. And here's what I will say about the moves is that. They successfully did it in a in a genius financial way. Joey Gallo contract is being eaten this year by the Rangers. Again, it was only about two million, two and a half. They have control of him next year, and it's only about six million. It makes sense. They needed left-handed pop. It added up. It really did. Um Rizzo, I was very surprised. It almost feels like Rizzo is more of a block. All right, we're not gonna let the Red Sox get him, so we're gonna snag him, kind of thing. That's how I felt about it. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I love Rizzo. I don't know if there's any baseball fan in the world that doesn't like Anthony Rizzo. I love him as a person. I love what he's done. I love what he's gotten through personally. I love the leadership he brings, the joy that he plays baseball with. There is literally not a single bad thing I can say about Anthony Rizzo. I would agree with you. And the only reason my my outlook on him does not change an iota in all of this is because this was merely a trade. If you yeah. would have outright Signed. chosen to have to to play for the Yankees yeah. and switch pinstripes, yeah. Dead to me. Sorry. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Um yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the way I see it. He's more of a contact guy, less swing and miss. But when you talk about alternating Judge, then Gallo, then Stanton, then Rizzo, I mean that's that's potentially pretty scary. Um but again, it this is the false hope stuff. This is the stuff that I didn't want. Luckily, they didn't give up too much. There weren't too many high prospects that they gave up. Everyone was in that teens to 20s range, maybe one top 10 guy. So I'm okay with that. But I got to give Cashman credit for somehow negotiating the Cubs and Rangers to eat those those contracts, to eat that money. And for them, for him to still fit it under the luxury tax. Um, so great job there. But I'm not changing how I feel about the Yankees. I mean, I guess they see this, these pieces as good enough to chase down the A's for the wild card. And backtracking a little bit, I didn't get a chance to mention the, or we may have alluded to it, but I didn't get a chance to mention the Kyle Schwarber move. Ah, yeah. I like the move. Don't get me wrong. Because if you look at the numbers, you compare them to that of a Joey Gallo. Mm -hmm. Offensively, at least. Right. Gallo's a gold glover. But 
Schwarber's right there. Yeah. Offensively. And we've already seen what he's done over a very brief stretch with the Nationals earlier this season. What are your concerns with like Renfro? Because I feel like Renfro is just having a comeback season. And I, I feel like this rains on his parade a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's people saying, "Well, like tr- try Schwarber out at first. That's not your that's not your long term fix at first. Right, just, I agree. I'm guessing management just thinks that Dahlbeck is the move there, at least for the yeah. remainder of the year. I don't. It, to be fair, I mean, it's been it's been a platoon there anyway. You've had you've had a handful of guys play there, so it's not yeah not like he's the end all be all. But I don't, I don't think know. you can put him in left either. Like you can't just mid season say, "Hey, figure out the monster." You know that's not an easy thing. Not to, to do. mention, we still got to wait on wait on him to come back. He's not right. even healthy at the at the moment. So, yeah, you have a full time DH and JD Martinez. It it's it's a strange one for me. Why get him and not an arm? Is the way I see that. I mean, it, but so the reason I brought it up is like if you're just gonna give up on the on the arms altogether and you're gonna go get a position guy, why not get a guy that can at least fill a hole that you need? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I'm excited though. I, I I think it'll be fun having him uh, on the team. But it was just one of the, it was like a slightly confusing move to me. Yeah. But I mean, at the at the end of the day, I'm I'm not disappointed yeah. with with the addition. I feel you. Uh, kind of how of, I feel. Yankees. I'm just mixed emotions. It's weird because I I like the two guys they added and it made sense financially. But I'm just I hate the I hate the false hope, man. I knew it was coming, and I I. I knew it was coming. I just, I still am. I'm not getting caught up. I can't do it. I won't do it. Hey, Trevor I mean, story would have been a different conversation. Let me sure, tell you. Sure. That would have been a different combo because getting Glaber away from shortstop would have been something of, of a plus plus move. But yeah, that's a two for one move right there. Right, right. You move him to second and then you have DJ LeMahieu to lock down first. But, you know, I, like I said, I love Rizzo as a person. So it's just, and oh, Andrew Heaney. Kind of came in, in in the last fifteen or twenty minutes or so. Um, off speed guy, Yankees love throwing off speed, so that's just kind of their mentality. So yeah, I mean, I give them credit. It's just I'm not I'm not gonna turn around and say they're they're coming for the World Series. Sorry. Although you gotta like your chances in a one game wild card with Cole on the mound. That I except feel let's be honest, man. This whole this whole crackdown has really <laughs> really revealed some things. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, any I mean, you're you're gonna put that lineup against anyone's feel pretty comfortable about it. Speaking of additions here, one of the last ones I'm seeing Blue Jays add Joaquin Soria oh, from the cool. D-backs. Blue so Jays the D-backs did something. Blue Jays, uh, yeah, not nearly enough though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, for the most part, there's a lot of teams out there that needed to get things done, and they got them done. And yeah. props to them. Great. Trade deadline. I mean, amazing job. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, yeah. the wildest we've ever seen. I've never seen so many deals back to back to back like that these last 48 hours or so. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Is there anything we may have missed? I know we missed. There's got to be things yeah, we missed. There's people but... screaming at us right now. It's cool. I get it. There's a lot to cover. So sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I would say the mo- I'm most excited of what the NL East was able to do. Um, Give me one player and one team that you're most excited to see. A team that made an addition and a player that's on a new team that you're most excited to see down the down the stretch. Um, sheesh. 
me see here. Moving forward, I think I think the Marlins getting Jesus Lizardo. I think that was probably the biggest thing for me. I think that that deal is right up there with the Cubs getting Nick Madrigal. Those two deals for me were brilliant. You're setting yourself up for a very successful long future with them. Um, so that's really exciting for me. I yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Um giddy about watching Javi Baez play with Francisco Lentor up the middle. That's Give me some dirty double plays. Oh my god, that is oh that that does things for me, man. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be exciting. So we're gonna need Frankie to get back ASAP. Yeah. Can um, we agree worst move was Kimbrel to the White Sox? Oh absolutely because of what they gave up? Absolutely. Or do you think the A's giving up Lazardo is worse? Because the White Sox do have an option on Kimbrel. They have a club option next year. Yeah, but if you're the A's, give me a reason, give me a valid reason to get excited about the A's postseason chances moving moving forward. They may do something this year that changes our mind, but what have we seen routinely from the A's that would make you think, well, okay, it's like they really they missed out by giving up Lazardo, but was keeping Lazardo gonna put them over the edge? Long term wise, I think him and Manaya would, would have been a problem moving forward. But right, I think but they, it's I think the they a, at the end the of the boat. day, it's the A's though. Yeah, and I think they missed the boat on a shortstop. I, I do. This was the perfect opportunity to go get a rental and to make a run because you knew that you weren't. If you go get a story, you're not going to re-sign him. You go get a Javi Baez, you're not going to re-sign him. I think it was an opportunity to just let's go all in this year. So, again, I think they're caught in no man's land, and Marte didn't fill a need. They, didn't, they weren't needing him so much. So just kind of weird there. I think the A's were a little weird with it. But overall, I think team-wise, I'm excited to watch a San Francisco Giants plus Chris Bryant moving forward. Yeah. It changes things, though. It's going to change things. I don't know if it's going to be better or worse, but it's going to change things. You bring in an MVP, you're bringing a lot of cameras over. You've been playing without spotlight. You've been playing without any concern. No one's watching you still. You're leading the division and still nobody's watching you. Unless you're playing the Dodgers, the Padres. No one's watching you. Now they're watching. You add Chris Bryant, now they're watching. How does that affect the other guys? How does it affect those those guys that have had an underrated, solid year because no one, no one respected them? I'm going to watch the other guys. I know Chris Bryant's going to succeed, but I'm going to watch the other guys and see how they react. I've got a take. What you got? I think Chris Bryant slides in seamlessly. Like I said, I think he'll succeed. I think the Giants, that's what I'm saying. I think the Giants open them with welcome arms and they say, we just added Chris Bryant and we're atop the division that quite literally nobody had us leading at this point in the year. Yeah. Now we go. Yeah. So that is going to be exciting to watch. And that's going to be the team that I maybe contrary to what other people are going to be doing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be tuning into the Giants to see how this uh, home stretch plays out. Very fair. Very fair. That's all I got, well, man. That like an was, hour forty in, so that was a lot. Yeah, I'm tired. I think we did pretty. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. Sorry if we missed any names. Sorry if we messed up anything. But that was a lot to cover, and no notes. Do you have any notes? <laughs> no notes. I was using no the. I was using the graphics I've been cranking out to remind myself who we may have missed. All I was looking at was ESPN standings the whole time, just to keep names. Keep team names, you know, remembering something. But that was a lot. I love it. 
great day for our sport. Very Baseball exciting. has been at the top of the sports world for the last yeah. 48 hours, and nobody can convince me otherwise. And last thing I will say, two things that we noticed about this deadline, the fact that it was moved up, brought in more buyers, more people believing in their organization, saying they still have a chance. So we saw more transactions. And we have an agreement coming up that we don't know if there's going to be a holdout. We don't know what's going to happen moving forward. So we see a lot of teams, I think, recognizing that and saying, let's go get it now. So I think that's what made this year so special. That's it. That's it for me. Your new squads. Enjoy your new teams. Enjoy your new fantasy baseball teams because everything has changed. So this weekend, more than any other weekend so far this year, sit back, get fat, and watch some baseball. And, uh, you know, don't go chasing curveballs when you do it. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.